0: Welcome to the Coach's Lounge Podcast. Dedicated to the experiences from the real coaches' offices around the country. These are the great stories we love to share and hear. From the gridiron, court, and fields across America. Now, join coaches Kevin Flanagan and Matt Marshall as they open the lounge now. We are back. Back once again, back and better than ever in the lounge. More scenic view today. The dog days of summer are starting to settle in upon us a little bit, but uh, got a nice little breeze out here. The lounge has a new look, and uh, life is good. We got good stuff. We got cold beverages. We got friends. We got friendship, right? Yep. Who are we inviting into the lounge this week? Changing it up a little bit this week. So, uh-huh. got away from the coaching deal this week, and we want to hear the other side of it so we can get some real stories on coaches and on the other side. By- I think our trainer always says uh the the team behind the team and so we've got two of the best athletic trainers in the state probably in the country i don't know anybody else in the country but i'm gonna we'll just say that i mean see who knows anything we'll take it it, yeah. yeah why not take it till you make it yeah absolutely so we got jace duke and we've got terry king can I just say that, like, I love the name Jace Duke. Like, it does that sound sounds cool, it? like straight up spaghetti western. You don't want none of this. Like, I'm a badass. Like, straight up gangster name. We had to
1: keep it short. Uh, I couldn't spell it if it had past <laughs> five letters. So uh, my middle name's Douglas, and I I, oh, I couldn't yeah. spell it. So
0: yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. So and how do you know these guys? Well, we were talking about that a while ago, and so Terry, I just run across different times. I mean, I was in Southeast Texas, obviously. And uh, Terry's been there forever.
2: How long were you it, trainer in Southeast Texas? Oh, um, I guess maybe 40, close to 40 years. I that's, guess that's that that a little area. bit yeah. of time. Yeah. yeah. So, enough
0: time to see some stuff, right? i right, seen some right, stuff sure down
2: there and worked with some guys that uh, I'm sure will
0: have some good, entertaining uh, stories with some of those. And then Jason and I, we were talking about while I go, it goes way back to uh, when I was at Pittsburgh. And you were at Orsylvania City. <laughs> no, there's no H. Pittsburgh without an H. That's in Texas. So, northeast Texas. It's the place and where they
1: have east Texas
0: hot links. They so, do. Yeah, That's right. Pittsburgh so. hot links. World famous. That was for all of our friends in the Dominican Republic that don't know about... Samoan. It's actually Samoan. Oh, is it? Is yeah. It? Oh, okay. Don't, okay. don't confuse that. They get really irate. They get pissed off about that. Like yeah. And um, so, Or City up in east Texas. And then um, I was at Troop troop america and uh he was at elysian fields we we actually played each other in the fourth round quarterfinals
1: i won't say who won but we played for state championship that year and not the, next.
0: the elysian fields from new york that the brooklyn dodgers played on no right i mean i would not be familiar me. with that that's no yeah. not familiar with that you're not familiar with that. that's Field, isn't it there was an elysian fields okay. too there was an Field. you're probably right Jason. normally <laughs> see here's the deal what I figured out was when we were coaches and so forth, he gets by with a lot of stuff he just throws out. But now I've got you two guys here. <laughs> and so I, – I didn't know geography was his strength. Was that – Okay, listen. <laughs> what- so, Jace was working for a guy that uh, his career took a different path after that one game than mine. So, we're both young head coaches at the time. And playing in the quarterfinals, they did. We ran out of time uh, and got beat like 38-7. to 7. And so, uh, but he was working for Chad Morris, head coach at Arkansas, and all that stuff. So, uh, many times over the years since then, when Chad's on TV, my wife will look at me and just kind of go, Hey, what happened to you? You're coaching some high school over here. Chad's making millions at Arkansas. You know, and he's Clemson making, and he's
1: and making millions not to coach at Arkansas this year. He is here. right now. So, yeah. Any uh,
0: offensive coordinator sometimes? You no, know, he's or something? now
1: the head coach at Allen. Uh, oh, okay. As yeah. he said in his Hall of Fame induction speech last week, he's uh, been fired twice in the past two years. So, uh, it's
0: and, impressive. Wow. That's even see, he even beats me at that. Yeah, but, but
1: I will, fire fire say, I will say another thing, though, too. Uh, of the both of them, another similarity, though, is they both rock the visors. So, uh,
0: you yeah. know, here let, let's backtrack a second, though, because if you had happened to, if your wife happened to have like a really successful, hot friend, and she was on TV, and you just looked at her and went, What happened to you? How far would that get you? That wouldn't be good. You can't do that, right? So yeah, why is there say double Chad's standard hot, with that? Let's not go there. Well, I mean, she still was <laughs> judging Michelle. Yeah, how it's dare all based you. <laughs> on how much he makes. It's not about hot or anything. I'm obviously hotter than Chad. Money, money makes you 100%. hot, though. Doesn't it? It add to the hotness level. I won't talk bad about, about
1: Chad because I may need a job again one day.
0: So. Oh, it's not talking bad. He's <laughs> Chad, just, I, mean, man, I think you're a gorgeous human being. I just want you to know. Yeah, that. I, I have no idea who you yeah, are, but absolutely. I think you're just a gorgeous man. He's just got a new job. I was to say he's out of a job. We'll get him on the show.
1: Yeah, and then then I followed Kevin down to Southeast Texas. So yep. uh, he was at Orangefield, and I, I got a job at Hardin Jefferson. Uh, then he went to Crosby. I went to Baytown Sterling. Uh, then he went to Westbrook, and, yep. and I left. So uh,
0: <laughs> and then I'm at West. No, actually, I wasn't at Westbrook. I was at Tombaugh Tombo, and we're on vacation in Maui. And uh, Jace, I don't, I think saw text me. Yeah, and he says, "Hey, are you in Maui?" I said, "Yeah." Where you stand saying at the weston he says we're here wow that's how the other they wander over lives. and they're, uh, they're hanging that, out yeah. well no we're, we're oh sorry we just bumped in some friends at maui <laughs>
3: well, We,
1: that we my wife her maiden name is flan again with an a and uh so when we checked in they were like oh you're the second group of flanagans here and i was like okay whatever and then whenever uh like i say he, he posted something i said like, are y'all in maui he's like yeah and uh, the next morning we're sitting at the pool together <laughs> two days later we're having <laughs> breakfast together <laughs> uh and then so uh and then we just you know i, I bet we text what once a month now something yeah, that's forth, so. now he, goes to,
0: he goes to cooler places we can't afford to get to now so oh, really? HCI, big time big, big time place you yeah, know so. i want to ask you guys a question because it seems like and you brought it up a second ago like we again with every episode one of the things i love the most about it me personally from my perspective is that i get to meet all these great people like i didn't know before i didn't know you guys an hour ago right and 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 you you made a comment that um, um, of a previous episode of a of a reply I made to a, a question that was asked of me, and and there was kind of a, a a jab at trainers, and it it you know it it wasn't from me, but if you go back and listen, I encourage you to go back and listen. Wasn't it wasn't a jab from at me. Trainers, but- it, it it was, but it, it didn't come from my mouth. But whatever, who's splitting hairs, right? So anyway, I imagine trainers probably catch a lot of crap, right? Or does it? Is that just the, the perceive the, – the perceivement of me? Is that a word, perceivement? No. It just – that's my perception, I think, is a better way to – That would know, be a – You program.
1: know, obviously, you know, Terry, Terry's got a more extensive portfolio than I do, is, is the way we say it. Uh, so, you know, I guess that, you know, it, it all depends. And I've, I've been lucky. I've worked for some really great coaches. And uh, and they really, truly appreciated what we did. And, and some of them, I mean, you know, I, I did have a basketball coach one time that – you know, sent a kid into the training room that said, hey, you kid comes in and says, coach says you need to do X, Y, and Z. And I sat down at my desk and I drew up some inbound plays
3: right. <laughs> and, I, and, I,
1: and I folded them up and I handed them back to the kid and I said, hey, go see coach and, uh, and, then, and then you can come back later. Right. And uh, the basketball coach walks in he's like, "To the hell is this? And I said, well, you're trying to tell me how to do my job. And, you know, I just figured I'd tell you how to do yours for a change. That's you know, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I want to see these ran tonight. And if they work for you, then I'll treat your kid how you said next week. So uh, <laughs> I'll even
0: sign your name you on You know,
1: it. and that coach was like, I apologize. Touché. I will never do that again. So uh, we, we took it. care of him, but we lost the basketball game anyway. So, yeah.
0: uh, But the kid got treated correctly. He, oh
1: kid got treated and uh, Did a way better he, he job stood in Roman inbounds plays, and that's why we lost. But, exactly. uh, you know, I, yeah, but no, I, I think it all depends.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I think it's it's evolved. Um what I said I've been this long enough where a lot of the younger coaches come in, they've been around athletic trainers more. And they just um they appreciate and, and they know the level of training athletic athlete trainers have now, the education. And so they're more accepting, you know. It's good teamwork. It's not one way or the highway. It's uh you know, you collaborate good
0: point. yeah yeah good well you know you, you hear like you know, a lot of some of the old school coaches you know, yeah, that's dirt it. on it you know the exactly, John Wayne yeah. guys and then then you get this new age that's that's you know there's been some education and some some advances mm-hmm. in medicine and you learn different ways of sure. acknowledging and you know whatever and 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 the coaches just don't want to hear it because you know a lot of times they're stubborn bullheaded what do you yeah. what what would you say the training or expertise from an athletic trainer or a paramedic. They're Here similar. we go.
1: Well, I mean, I know we're sitting with a paramedic at the table. So, uh, but what I would say is, you know, he doesn't have a patch I anymore. A dri- he doesn't has have a driver's a license as well. Uh, you know, so uh,
3: no, <laughs> going. I mean, no,
1: I mean, it's. Uh, I'll take another shot at Matt there. And, and going back to it, you know, I, you know, Kevin has has sent me the podcast from day one, and I, I listen every week, and and I appreciate well, the job for that. that y'all do, and. Uh, and I've encouraged many people to watch it. I think we're up to like eight now. So uh, yeah. I'll take a couple yeah. of those.
3: Yes, but, You got uh, the
0: numbers right. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, like
1: I say, I think that. Uh, Spreading
0: like mild fire. <laughs> you know, it's,
1: everybody has their own roles, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's things that that, that we do. And, you know, and, and I had a had a paramedic or EMT in Baytown one time that we had an athlete that, that the, the crew director made the comment that as long as they're inside the fence, they belong to him. And as soon as you get them and you put them on the truck, you can do whatever you want to. But sure. we're here because he invited us onto the field. Yeah. And so I think that as long as you have that understanding, I mean, emergency medicine is emergency medicine. Uh, you know, athletic training is athletic training. Uh, orthopedic surgeons, are orthopedic surgeons. And, I, you know, I've, I've joked that everybody now seems like they want a doctor on their sideline on a Friday night. Apparently we get dumb on Fridays. We're smart on Thursdays. <laughs> but but Fridays we, we, we don't know what we're doing and we have to have a surgeon on the sideline. Yeah. And and Terry, have you ever seen a surgery at the fifty yard line? Because well, no. I have not.
3: Don't play some girl hematoma,
1: Somebody had to crack up. Uh, the concussion right there. don't want to see that anyway. Yeah. I mean the orthopedic doesn't want to see nope, that, right? Nope. That's that's somebody else. I mean, but you know, we're gonna you all have one of our guys on your sidelines in Tomball every every Friday night. Yes, we yeah, do we do.
0: So Yeah, we do. Absolutely. All right, so let's go here. What's some of the craziest things in the esteemed careers of, of some distinguished uh, trainers that we've got here? You guys must have seen some craziness, either injury wise, or how is that guy actually walking on that? Or, you know, he should be really worse feeling than that. Or coaches that have said, no, it's this or it's that. Or just crazy interactions that you guys have had or, or seen. Anything stand out?
2: Well,. I can, I can remember when I, you know, was hired on at West Orange Stark. Um, oh, so was, West Orange
0: Stark, like from the fame, like Dan Ray Hooks? Right, was it? right. So you must have
2: heard some stuff over there. <laughs> well, and, you know, I, was, I needed a job when we hired on I interviewed with him and came down to it. I said, look, um, I need to have understanding with you. If I tell you a kid can't play, then I need you to respect that decision. I'm sure that and, went over well with him. Yeah, well, he just say, you know what, um, you know, I can work with that. And he, he did, uh, except one time maybe uh it was uh actually it was it a jv game and you know dan gets pretty excited on you know game times but uh allegedly. We, allegedly yeah and we we seem to have a rash of ankle sprains that game for whatever reason and i think this was the third kid that went down with the ankle i held the other two out they were just you know they couldn't go and this third one was best best kid on the team i mean he just he never came off the field and so i'm, I'm on the sideline and i'm i'm re-taping him and Dan came over what's he got and I said well it's an ankle and he said well you probably shouldn't do surgery on this one also might need him a little later you know so that's close oh, to, awful, that yeah, one, yeah. about the closest closest time that uh, he uh, you've worked some you've
0: worked for some guys that I, I would imagine I know <clears throat> as a coach you know, the coaches at West Orange so they all got fired four times a, a half and so yeah. I'm sure he may not have been as brutal on you as he was on some of those guys, but uh,
2: Dan's son David became our team doctor. I don't know if y'all knew that or not. Did uh, not. At one point, you know, during after I'd been there two three years, we didn't have anybody on you know Friday nights. But anyway, Dan came. Uh, David came back to the area, and uh, was a team doctor. Great guy, great doctor. And um, so we're we're playing somebody. It was a, a pretty crucial ball game, and our, again one of our best players always is uh he had been uh he had a chronic uh brachial plexus you know the stinger you know kind of deal and he just you know tended to get worse every time he did it and so and we let him play that night and said, you know if it, something happens we may have to pull you well of course it happened again and uh he came to the sidelines so I was looking at him and David came over and looked at him and I, he said yeah he can't you know he can't go we're gonna have to pull him I said dang and I go I have to go tell Dan he said yeah and we stand always respected you know he may not like it but you know he respected the decision he's very animated you know and so david said well i'll go tell him I said, okay go ahead yeah, my so, popcorn. He, yeah so he walks over you know a ways i can't hear what he's saying but you know david picks his moment to tell him and uh and he did and of course dan's you know hands are flying and gyrating and everything and i just couldn't help dave comes walking back over to me, and I was just, I was, I was smiling. I said, <laughs> I said, what did he tell you? He said, he told me he needs to find a new team doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so, fire so in your son So goes, yeah.
0: Hey, make sure you check us out on social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the same at Real Coach Lounge. Let me say that again at Real Coach Lounge. Hook up with us. Let us know on Facebook you're there. Let's start a chat. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, questions, things you want to hear, things you don't want to hear, all that fun stuff. This is a podcast for everybody. We just happen to be sitting in the lucky seats asking the questions and enjoying the laughs, but you guys are the ones that this is for. Join us on social media and let's all enjoy this fun ride together. So. You guys got, y'all been around here. You anything crazy with his guy because he not other people that have worked with them have been able to like throw out stuff very well, they, mild they have, but, very mild I mean I've only been around in three years, and i got all kinds of stuff, but I currently am an employee, and I need the job, yeah. so I can't make yeah, him yeah. official.
1: You know, I, I think that, you know, from from an athletic trainer standpoint, never never heard anything negative, you know, about anybody that worked worked with Kevin. Uh now not it talk to our Be No, no, no. The three <laughs> years yeah. I was at Harton-Jefferson, I think he had three different people But uh, that worked for him, but <laughs> yeah. I can't say anything negative about him. But uh, One is the superintendent one is the superintendent, superintendent, Yeah, Dr. McCalpin, I believe. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean. So, Sean was a one we trained him up right. Yeah. And uh, Orangefield kid, too. And I think that's another thing that, that, that is special. You know, listen to some of those other episodes with, with Coach Peavy and talking about how special the the Orangefield community is. It is it is a neat little group to see. I mean, I I I, got, I was lucky enough being introduced to Southeast Texas and Hardin-Jefferson, and, and that's another great, great place with, you know, the 91 basketball program mm-hmm. that, you know, you've got, you know, 28 post, you know, bachelor degrees of the starting five. Oh, or wow. something crazy mm-hmm. like yeah. that. I mean, yeah. it's that's impressive. It, it's it's it it's yeah. insane how how successful those in, you know group are. You know, once once a superintendent, assistant superintendent here at, at Huffman, uh, superintendent up in the metroplex, got the uh you know an actual
3: uh, orthopedic surgeon feet, in yeah.
1: Beaumont uh yeah I'm really Deputy bad of the about U- myself right deputy now deputy director of the UIL right. i mean so i mean they're they're all uh legit guys and you know but but the, that orangefield group was was key but you know i remember the first time we went to orangefield and and the guy that i worked for at hardin jefferson i love pat fisher to death uh but but is a character and uh so nebraska transplant never lost the accent it's been here for 40 years and it sounds like he came from lincoln a nebraska- oh yeah mid- I'm, I'm big not time a midwestern mid- I mean. what is a nebraska and, accent can and, sound like? I don't, and the other thing about pat is is he always started every sentence with three unrelated cuss words he'd be like well hell shit damn boys you know what <laughs> i mean just yeah, every time he talked to you and then and then you know kind of how how tight the the circle of coaches is you know he ended up going to netherland as a as an assistant over the or at the junior high yeah, uh, yeah. when terry was over at Niederland. but We show up to to Orangefield and we we threw the ball that year like you know it was you know had had Ron Stump as our as a coordinator who's you know brothers Craig Stump here at Tasca and uh, threw it every down and we show up over there and they had painted the sideline numbers about six inches off the sidelines I don't know if you remember this or not but you probably you you know because you cheated several times we played (laughs) but. But they pushed the numbers so far down to make our receivers line up so far ah. that our, that our five-foot-six quarterback had trouble throwing it that far. Ah. So, so Pat makes him repaint the field before we start. So there's, there's the numbers, and then they had the tick marks for the top of the numbers and the ah. bottom of the numbers going all the way down the field. And, and then about midway through the first quarter, our headsets die. I don't know what happened. I, they just, they went out and that was the week that, that I had voted not to run cords anymore. And, and, and you're lucky that, that you're coaching now. That yeah. I was about to ask cords. you. So, how does that,
3: yeah. so
1: you had the, you know, now you have the wireless headsets uh-huh. before you had the ones that plugged in. And then you had these long cables and somebody had to run them beforehand. And, and so we ran Sometimes those. Sometimes
0: it like a dog on a short yeah. leash. And then so,
1: And you had somebody, we had a student athletic trainer assigned to every coach that, that had them to run <laughs> cables and roll them back up. Oh, and, my goodness And so
0: gracious.
1: we ran those for backup. I mean, every game. And we were like, Pat, we haven't used these things in 10 years. We can stop using them. So, well, the headsets went out that week. And uh, yeah. so we are, we're no huddle, throwing the ball ever down to low numbers on the field. And signaling everything from the sidelines. Well, we look up, and Ron's, our coordinator's up in the booth, standing up on the roof at Orangefield, signaling from the top (laughs) of the press box down to the field to our receivers coach, who's the assistant superintendent here at Huffman now, who's now signaling out to our players. Holy cow. Well, we look over. Blake Morrison's turned around. As the defense coordinator at Orangefield looking up at the press box, going, Got it. And then taking a the sibling out to it, calling the defense based on what he and, and we weren't smart enough to switch. He went back up in the press box the second half and did the same daggum thing.
0: So I think y'all came to us and, and wanted us to uh, that's the beginning. To of – you turn your headsets off. Yeah, the Russians, you know, and the whole deal with the the voting polls and stuff and Russian collusion, whatever all that stuff. We started it way back. We started yeah. hacking way back yeah. when we were ahead Sounds of those guys. Like it. But yeah, they came over to us and said, Hey, our headsets are out. I was like, oh, I, that didn't sound there. like a good yeah. deal. Yeah. That's a You got to turn yours out. I no, no, mine worked fine. I'm not yeah. turning then mine that, out. That's your then problem. Did the, the same
1: thing <laughs> happen at, at West Orange uh, one year, and and Pat, you know, blamed that on the sixty to nothing butt whooping we took that our headsets <laughs> weren't working that that was that, that was the difference in the ball game. I was like, I think it's Earl Thomas. Yeah, I think mean, that's yeah. the yeah. difference, yeah. But, you know, in the game. Is that, that the
0: uh, is that the press box? It was like a, just like a trailer up on stilts behind the. Wasn't at west orange yeah they had we never played
2: well, at west orange when i was yeah, there it, but it blew down one of the hurricanes so they <laughs> they fixed it yeah because he was nice renovating to, nice to a
0: new one when we were down there right yeah, yeah. the whole field dan hooks field now yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the beauty everything. about
1: these small schools is you know especially you know growing up in east texas and i remember being in maud uh, at a scrimmage one year and a tornado blew through during the scrimmage and i was a, a seventh eighth grader having a film on top of the press box and the entire press box is shaking back and forth the 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 uh umbrella off. we had over the camera to cast the shadow rips off and blows off and coach was like hey you getting this <laughs> you know or or some of them you couldn't get on top of and all of a sudden you'd go and you'd see the film and then you'd hit a window like the frame of the window and then you'd lose half the field because oh, always on box. the touchdown place yep, every, every time every time, <laughs> like, every time. You know, so uh, but no, I, I, and you know, and I listened to all the other episodes, you know, changing film and, and uh, all that stuff and, and exchanging braille. film. I, you know, my first job out of high school is I got a job at Or City and I was, I was coaching junior high football and, uh, I, one of, we, I was one of six coaches K through or six through 12. Wow. And, uh, so we did everything. And so I was exchanging film, bought a brand new truck, first paycheck. I'm feeling like I'm good to go <laughs> and we're playing Frankston We're playing Frankston that week and drive down to exchange film and we're coming back and i was like what is that crossing the road are those chickens and i got up almost to them and there was a dog chasing these chickens across the street <laughs> well one of them decided to fly straight up and i run smooth into it with my truck shattered my brand new grill oh. in the truck and uh for a chicken <laughs> And uh, we we proceeded to go one and nine that year, and I lost a grill, and that wasn't one of the nine. That wasn't one of the one games we, we won that wow. year. So uh, Jeez. just just crazy stories, uh, you know. But the filming is, is you know something. I, I don't know how y'all do it now with, with huddle. I think that's just amazing. Uh, that's a
0: way better deal. You Terry, you coaching. I mean, training for forty years. You had And a, he still has way better hair than me. Like yeah, yeah, every yeah. episode, there's somebody with these flowing locks. And Jace's got good hair. I mean, he's just got really look at that. Look I mean, at that. I've got I've got hair envy as it is. I'm insecure in every aspect that you can imagine, and this just fuels it. Okay. What What did you You had some other roles, Terry. That um, I'm sure back in the day, other than
2: training, no. or you
0: had to do it all back in the day, or a lot well, of stuff,
2: didn't you? As far as yeah, I didn't coach like Jace, but you give me two weeks, and I can ruin any good program. There you go. <laughs> but That's
3: no. All like,
0: Matt, yeah, that sounds like you, doesn't no, it? No, it took me three years, not two weeks. Yeah,
3: well,
2: three years to get rid of you. Three no, I years. I had to, I had to teach. Yeah, <laughs> teach full loads, which you know that's difficult. Oh, yeah, and, and
3: that's a tough
0: deal. Finally, Trainers don't do that
2: anymore. Not, most places, yeah, they most don't take places, those jobs. Realize, yeah, yeah, they don't take those jobs. Yeah, two full time jobs. That's, yeah. that's tough. Did you to wear a fanny
0: pack? You're a fanny pack guy. Uh
2: I did, but you know I not like doing knock, that. Again.
0: Don't you knock the fanny pack, <laughs> sir? Fanny packs? Oh, <laughs> they have a place. They do. They do. And they go right there in that place. Eastern Europe.
1: That's where they have their place. uh, Eastern Eastern Europe. Europe. Yeah. (laughs) Eastern Europe. (laughs) Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Where you get to keep
0: all your things. (laughs) A lot of Eastern Europe. uh, Where's Eastern Europe? What part of Europe? Europe is that, Matt, That's right. by the way. <laughs> Over yonder. <laughs> the, I go.
1: think the biggest thing is, is the equipment side, too. Uh, you know, I think that, that, that people look at things that we do and, and you know, fixing helmets and being the, the shoulder pad, you know, T-snap people and, and all of that. You know, oh, yeah. you know f- day figuring out do it game all. day, you do it yeah. all. I mean, and, and, you know, as Matt said a couple weeks ago, our job is to make your job easier to coach. And, and you mean and, uh, it. And I do. I really do. I mean, and I think that that's the key. As opposed to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, key to all of it, right? I mean, and that's my job today as the director of athletic training for Houston Methodist is is figuring out a way to to make the jobs easier for the coaches to do their jobs, to, to, to teach young kids the importance of athletics, to keep those kids participating. And, you know, you asked the question earlier about, you know, crazy things we've seen. And, you know, we want kids to play safely. But there's a difference between, b- between being able to go out and play and being 80 percent, we'll fix it during the week to get you back versus, you know, let's put you up and, and see what happens. You know, so, you know, not not ever going to endanger a kid, you know. We're but, losing
0: out our coaching listeners right now.
1: We want those kids to play. Out there right. as much as with the coaches. You're you're right. Do. No, I mean, we sure. sure. And, sure. And absolutely.
0: How many times how many times have you seen eyes rolled, though, in the last four years, five years when you say, possible concussion protocol now because they you never because it's such a slippery slope that line that is the kid just saying the right thing to to play the game or are there actual symptoms and then you know the coaches Uh, you know a lot of coaches old school coaches that mentality Man, we never had to deal with concussions like that, when we were well. Yeah, that's why you can't move the right side. And of your when body. you also
1: say, "Yeah, coach, you told me that two seconds." <laughs> yes, ago. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah,
0: <laughs> I just heard that story, <laughs> but no, I,
1: I think that you know it's very tough, right? I mean, and and you can't put a you can't put a cast on a head and right. know that there's something going on, and you just have to trust that kid that it is going. But you you know, you know, I always tell coaches, and I told a first year head coach one time, you screw up an ACL, that kid may limp one day. You Screw up a brain injury, that kid is, is, is and, and are you going to remember? And, and you know, and I know you know, Kevin can attest to this, and Terry, and, and you uh, for, for a little bit, you know, in your, your short coaching career. But when those kids come back on campus, that's what you want to do. You always ask those kids, How you doing today? You don't ask them, Hey, you remember that time we no hit so and so, right? I mean, you're worried about what they're because your job as, as a high school coach. It's to produce kids that are going to go out in the society exactly. and, and be successful. And, you know, so, and, and I think that the, the problem that you run into is when you have those, those turf battles of, of athletic trainers or, or coaches or, you know, EMTs or paramedics or whatever, and they're they there, they forget that the kid is the reason that they're there right, 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 and that kid's success. And, you know, and, and ultimately we're in athletics because we want kids to succeed and we want, we want to win every game just like the coaches do. And, uh, you know, I I look really good in khaki, but that's not the reason I got in this profession. So,
2: I agree. Uh, Jay said it very well. I think you know the it's it's easier. Uh, I think the coaches know their kids a lot better now, and they and they really do care. Um, that you know a kid that's. The kids know all the signs and symptoms of concussions also or they, they know
0: what exactly yeah. exactly
2: if they want out but the, uh or what not to say yes and and that's when you really rely on the coaches who are around them every day in their group of kids if i coach the wide receivers i know my wide receivers better than anybody else on the staff so you rely on that you know that input from the coaches when making your your call with the kids
0: Okay, I know there's HIPAA laws involved and stuff, so we keep it vague. But uh, craziest, gnarliest things you've seen on the field or any kind of gameplay. So I, I'll go back.
1: No, I mean, yeah. I don't think it's, it's, it's super gnarly. It was, it was my mistake, I guess the best way to put it, but you know, first year working at Harden Jefferson had a, had a kid and a seventh grade kid go down on the field and I swore it was an ACL. I mean, it's mechanism. I go out there and I, I do my test on the field and boy, that ACL opens up. Well, it ended up being a tibial plateau fracture. And the reason that it moved was because his bones were no longer connected The ligaments held, but because of the kid being young, the, you know, it, it fractured the bone and, Uh, you know, I've had a few, uh, you know, ankle dislocations that were turned around backwards, you know, and I think those,
0: those are way worse looking than they they really are, right? them And put them back in, you know,
1: but we had a kid at, at, uh, at one of the schools, I guess for HIPAA violations, I can't say, but he, uh, freshman kid, uh, 5A school fell on a, fell on a cleat, you know, uh, you know, fell tackled and, and, uh, the head athletic trainer at the school was, uh, covering volleyball that day. I was out on the, the varsity JV practice field. So the. Freshmen get done, they go in and she looks at him and she's like, ah, oh, you know, I think you just, you know, got a little, you know, contusion here, you know, whatever. And she's like, well, we'll have, you know, uh, Mr. Duke come in and take a look at you. So I come in and we look at him and I'm like, I think we got something more going on here. And and the crazy thing was he he fractured his kidney. Whoa. So. Fractured a fractured kidney. So basically whatever. his kidney, when he fell on that, you know, on that foot, it broke his, his kidney in half. And. You have the renal arteries that go on, I'm not going to try to bore everybody, yeah. but you have one. It tees off and one goes to the left and one goes to the right. right. This kid was in the like point semi percent that his split and branched.
0: So he had two. So
1: he had two and it went to that side. The it, other one only had one. And so he was getting blood supplied. He had a full functioning three kidneys. Wow. Technically. wow. And Even crazier was his dad worked in the oil business and was in in Africa. And his mom left that day to go visit with him. And she had just left oh. Intercontinental to fly over there. So she flew 24 hours around the globe to wow. land in, uh, in Africa to find out that her son was in the emergency room. To get on the plane,
3: turn oh. around
1: and fly a day wow, back wow. To, to meet the kid. And and he ended up playing, you know, after a few weeks, we just put him in a flak jacket and he played because, I dude mean, has, three has three kidneys. So, so his nickname was 3K three K for the rest K. of yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we know the name of this
0: episode. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 3K. I thought it was gonna be chickens and grills or something, but, Ooh. Eh, well, you know. I'm thinking you think I'm just sitting over here doing nothing. I'm no, thinking I, that's the time. what everybody says. <laughs> but, know, I, I think, <laughs>
1: it go, you know, you, you kind of alluded to kids and, and concussions. And I think some of the craziest stories I have are, you know, some of the excuses we get. Right. Uh, oh, you know, let me let me get you out of practice, you know, type situation. And, you know, my first year at Hardin Jefferson, if you were out, we had we had, you know, we thought you were, you know, as 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 the technical term is malingering. You know, so if we thought you were malingering, we had kind of a command weight station where you would, you know, do different things and, you know, go around the field and you do a bar workout here yeah. you do Love kettlebells it. on this end. And, you if you know, depending on what body part it was and then the next day, those kids were healthy all of a sudden a lot of times. So, uh, but, you know, we had a kid one time and I'm writing up the injury report trying to be as, as clever as I could not to just straight up come out and say the kid was making, the, making up the story. And uh, the head coach comes to me and he's like, what does this mean? And I said, coach, there's no pudding key on the computer. (laughs) Uh, That's the reason I wrote it that way, you know, so.
0: What about the flip side of that? (laughs) The flip side being like somebody that you see there's an obvious like – dude your shin's sticking out of your leg or something the guy's like no dude i'm fine can you tape it up i gotta if you see the opposite straight up like you're not i'm not leaving this game it doesn't matter how hard how hurt i am i i want to play have you seen
1: i'm gonna gonna kick it to terry because he worked at west orange i didn't work at (laughs) yeah
2: yeah Yeah, a lot of those injuries aren't allowed at west orange you know just (laughs) it's on that that works (laughs) yeah that's not allowed no concussions not allowed yeah no uh yeah, you see some of those kids, and, and you admire their, you know, tenacity that they want to play. But then you just got to say no, no, you can't, you can't do this. Sure, I can't. We'll try, <laughs> you know, and, see and how it I doesn't guess. work. Yeah, I mean, but, I figure
0: training has probably evolved over the last thirty years as a trade. Just ridiculous amounts, just because of the perception and the knowledge and the education and the, you know, I mean, football players, you could be bleeding out your eyeballs back in the day, and you're not coming out of the game, right?
1: We, we did have a kid. I, you know, thinking back, we had a kid at uh, East Chambers when I was there, and he would had a, a chronic shoulder dislocation and uh, hadn't played for a couple of weeks. And, and we, the brace came in on Thursday afternoon, and we played on Friday. And uh, so he hadn't had a chance to wear it yet. And, and Tony Velastro, the head coach, says, hey – we're going we're gonna to throw a go route to him the first play. Let's, uh, let's don't put the brace on him until after the, after the touchdown celebration. <laughs> and I said, Coach, I, I don't know if I can do that or not. He goes, I swear he will not be touched. He goes, nobody's going to expect it. It's going to come out of nowhere, and the kid's going to score. You know. And I'm like – and I look up in the stands, and the dad's up there shaking his head like, he's already talked to me about this. Let's go and uh so we did it and uh seven points later we're putting a, putting the uh the the brace on him but uh really know, so it was wow. it was you know one of those things that the that you know kids kids adapt i mean and i think that's what we what we forget a lot of times is, is they are you know some of them want to be out there and they'll do everything to be out there and some of them want to be want to be a part you know the the roys or the chicken fryers or whatever you want to call them you know oh yeah they, They're there for the pregame meals, you know. Absolutely. So 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 you
2: you talk about the parents right there. Sometimes the parents are worse than the kids about wanting to keep them in the game. And Mm. uh, I don't care what the doctor says. You know, I'll sign a waiver. I'll you know if they can play. No, (laughs) we're not doing that. So yeah, they get overzealous also. So we had
0: um, when I was at Crosby, the worst one I've ever seen. Just makes you cringe. We were actually it was seven on seven. It had a young man that went up and D B went up at the same time and came down and uh landed on his growing area and actually popped his scrotum, popped it like a grape, and it just came right out, which just kind of made you ugh. I think you mentioned this on the last episode, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I've had a few concussions. So yeah, my trainers let me keep we didn't have a trainer. <laughs> our trainer was a coach, so protocol. Uh, coach
2: McDonald. You remember Coach McDonald?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was one of our guys over there. I imagine that what I mean, probably Explains too much.
2: much. Yeah, what I do mean, you do for that? You rub some yeah, it. on it,
0: ace yeah. wrap, splint. Yeah. Just, well, I a, I yeah. Mean, you had splint had the other you one. Had,
1: you had that one you all were talking about at Crosby, and you had a kid that caught the sprinkler head in his backyard. Wasn't that, ah. wasn't that at, at Orangeville the other night? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you all talking about that one?
0: In a wheelchair? Yeah. I yeah. Did, yeah. It was ready to go.
1: Yeah. Wow. Hey,
2: coach
0: at Dayton, Jerry Stewart one time told a story about uh, one of his players that uh, I didn't even know this was possible. I'm not going to tell you how it happened, but fractured his penis. How? I thought that was not a bone. Yeah, well, I don't know. But when he said a it was... I mean, there's a kidney. Good point. I was just about to say that. How do you fracture that? That would be more of a muscle uh, that, tear. That's, yeah? a different, uh, that's, a, that's a different podcast, how you I mean, actually did it. The two girls. above my, yeah. my pay grade. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's a whole different podcast right there. Holy cow. Different group of listeners. Maybe the same group of listeners. So <laughs> Okay, so what about... <laughs> Now that we're all done being sick to our stomach, when you go, when you go, say you know you're in the the the, the training office when you're not doing paperwork and catching up on stuff and checking rank one and yelling at coaches and all that stuff. I know what y'all do. Yeah, what, any, any shenanigans going on in there? Any fun stuff? Anything that uh, stands out?
2: I uh, I can't think of anything offhand. It's
3: just yeah. uh, just straight work it's, in it's there. <laughs> no, you know, I think I think it's
1: all part of it. Right. I mean, I think that that's part of this this cult that is that is athletics and in and, and the camaraderie of, of coaches and getting to know them. I mean, you know, just this crazy stuff. I remember when I was in in I was in seventh grade and our O-line coach was our history teacher, some health or something, and we were in his class and he forgot his he forgot a book and he sent a kid down to the field house to get a book and the basketball coach was in the field house. He loaded up a box with everything from that coach's desk. I mean, pictures of his kids. (laughs) I mean, just everything that he could possibly have and sent it back down. Well, so the coach sends me and, you know, and when I was in the seventh grade, I used to tell people I, I walked with my arms out to the side. So you could tell if I was walking or rolling because I was about the same size all the way around, but, you know, you know, coaches back then, you know, they, they would they would pay parents to, you know, get jobs in places. You know, the rumor, you know, Midland, Odessa, you know, hire, you know, hire dad on so they get kids. And well, my coaches could never raise enough funds to get my dad another job in another city so what they did was they said this kid needs to be get into get into sports medicine and get away because i'm going to get fired if this kid's here too much longer but so they sent me down and a, and a guy's name was montrey holland who had a, played at florida state and had a had about a 10-year career as an offensive lineman in the nfl and i played behind him in the seventh grade so uh you, you can experience you can guess how much i played but we went down there to, to take these books back and kind of rough up the basketball coach in our minds we were going to do, go down there and, and I remember turning the corner and this basketball coach comes sprinting around the corner and just speared me, just took me off my feet and speared <laughs> me in the locker and just proceeded to whip our tail for coming down there to try to, you know, get back at him for pulling this prank. But I mean, that, you know, they were always doing stuff with that that crew, uh, you know, sewing each other's uh, uh clothes like their uh track suits up and stuffing it full like packing peanuts so they couldn't put it on in a rainstorm (laughs) and going out there with no you know no rain gear uh you know and then and then at at harden jefferson you know i mentioned pat earlier pat's left-handed and so he's got that left-handed hook to begin with when he writes and so the coaches hung his uh, dry race board in the coach's office about six inches too high for him, and then so everything was written in one line on the bottom because that's as high as he could. Shout as, out as, Dave
0: Handel. Yeah, as, as, as high as
1: as high as he could reach, you know, and uh, you know, and, you know, we we you know, just just coaches jabbing each other, you know, another another guy. I don't. I think he was. I think he was already left Westbrook, but but Todd Moses, did you work with Todd? I him? did at Orangeville. At Orangeville, So yeah. Todd is. Todd's a, Todd's a great guy and a, and a heck of a coach and, and a true educator. I yeah, mean, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so Todd was born with his umbilical cord wrapped around his right arm. So wow. he has a left arm and about, you know, from his elbow up. Yeah. And But that guy can do anything you can do and probably do it better. Wow. Because yes, he, he had to. That guy could hit fungo and yep. put it in a five-gallon bucket in That's center awesome. So nice. He's good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he would be, you know, around the field house, and I'd be like, man – Who coaches linebackers? That guy could use a hand, you know, things like that. You know, so you know, just always, you know, you know, doing something. He was telling us a story one time about they went on vacation down to Mexico, and he's like, man, it had a swim up bar, and I just kept finding my way there, and god god rest his soul Artie trahan from from lumberton was sitting there and he looks over at him he goes that's because you swim in circles yeah. <laughs> i mean you know so you know and then we were like how did he carry a drink and swim at the same time you know but you know just just stuff like that and you know like me giving you a hard time not ever meeting you and walking up yeah. here and, and starting that i, I think that's the, the key is what makes this special and like i say and 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 todd is you know and and it would give him give him fits but i mean he's he is a a heck of a football coach he's a a very good football
0: coach right here in atascosita yep
1: and uh but yeah he was good you know and another another funny story you know a a pat story was on that drive race board we just opened that field house there at at harden jefferson Uh we had a uh, our open house coming up and he was trying to figure out you know what all we needed you know for that for that week and so he's writing on the board, and he's like, we need, you know, we we're like, hey, we need some big trash barrels for outside. And he was like, B A R R E B A R E B B I G C A N S. I mean, it was like he was struggling spelling barrels, so he had to write trash cans. And then uh, he did the same thing one day with khaki. We went through beige for about 10 minutes, and we went through khaki for a little while, and finally it was everybody supposed to wear tan. You know, but uh, but it was written on the bottom of that chalkboard, because that's where we own his board. So,
0: uh love it what about larry newman oh you got any larry you know, newman so that guy's he's awesome yeah man.
2: he's a good guy we actually went to lamar together okay and, yeah and a uh, student right. talked together oh, poor yeah. nature's groves and so yeah good oh, yeah. friends from way back uh yeah it, by the time i went to work for him so that was you know several years later um uh yeah he's a good guy runs a great program uh and you know just all good. To say about him. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing bad at all. Yeah. So, you, so, who was at Port Natchez when y'all were there? Um, let's see, my cooperating teacher was Butch Troy. Yep. Yep. And uh am so cool. back ways. Yeah. Who the head coach was then? Uh, They've had Doug some Geithers guys. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe maybe it was yeah. back then. Yeah. yeah. They were. Yeah. They were in some good runs. Right. Yeah. You know, about that time. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So his brother Lynn. Is you know, lives in Tom Balls, is mm-hmm. head coach of Tom Ball, yeah, a long time. So he stops by every now and then and always has great things to say. Yeah. So, yeah, very good. Um, well, I'm carrying this now since Matt, who knows where he went. Matt, where, yeah, what are you doing? I gone to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, well. Yeah, you, don't, you don't know what to do without me. No, I don't. You started this, you got kind of a flow going, I don't want to interrupt the flow. Okay, so now we're going to start with your flow. Let's see how it goes. Ready, flow. I talked about. Scrotums busting. I talked about it. But that was actually right. No, you didn't talk about it. You just kind of repeated it from the last time. So you just kind of cut and pasted. I have never talked about fractured penises before. Peni. Penis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that's a good yeah, right. <laughs> my Yeah, I'm not very good with that. I'm better with geography. Uh, <laughs> you're not better at geography. It wasn't the Red River. If y'all are going to make fun of me, ask the question. <laughs> ask Terry the question. Ask him the question. Okay. Million, the do-
1: million dollars on the line, by the way. No, yes. it was not,
0: actually. <laughs> what? And I hate talking about this, but I, I feel... But I, at this point, you have well, to. We, I have we're to, family. I, so yeah, I'm yeah. editing, so it's good. So, <laughs> what is the name of the river that goes through the Grand Canyon?
2: It <laughs> goes through the Grand Canyon, <laughs> yes. Colorado?
0: Are you sure?
2: Yeah. Final answer. Uh, Go with it. Final it answer. It goes with, Yeah. yeah.
0: It's a little bit difficult when you're giving him encouragement and letting him know that's the right answer. <laughs> He'd already answered. He is said, final answer. But your
1: wife had it right, right? Isn't that the problem? No. She
0: saved him. No. But okay. there's two. It's a trick question. There's two Colorado rivers. That's what you'd never understand. There's one that's in Texas that goes through Wharton. We used to jump off the river, off the bridge, and go into the Colorado River. So that's what my thinking was. No way, that's Was the this same a multiple one. choice question? Yes, it oh. was. And how dare you, sir, for judging me. <laughs> so there was <laughs> there True. Was,
3: yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, there is a river. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but it was uh, Rio Grande, Colorado. Oh, it was multiple choice. Rio um, Can't be the Rio Grande. That's South Texas. That's not not even there. It's easy to watch Wheel of Fortune and go, they're stupid. I would have gotten it. That's all I'm saying. Don't judge. Okay. And it, So I I guessed wrong. Uh-huh. And to this day, I still catch hell from at least once every couple days. I will get something on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or something or a text about how they're making fun of me because I got the Rio Grande wrong or the Colorado. It's, it's making a reference to one of those from some, some game show that we were
2: on. Yeah. That's all it was.
1: <laughs> Going back yeah. to the to the West Orange stories and and stuff with mm-hmm. Danny Ray on the sidelines and and obviously the NASA comment, yeah, you know that was, was made.
2: I was standing right there beside him when you I, heard him say uh, that. Uh, heard oh him yes, the NASA heard bomb? Every one of those that they that y'all talked so about. So what did they every leave off? Of
1: what did they leave out? Are there any things that they left out?
2: Um, gosh, those were those were good. Let me. See. Well, not so much, you know, Dan. This was um, well. Dan's got plenty, but uh, <laughs> yeah, got when I was I was actually the trainer at French High School. back in, uh Steve Shaver was yeah. the head coach there, so yeah. we were actually playing. This has to do with West Orange, so I'm, I'm relating it here. We're playing them in baseball, and um, uh, Ronnie Anderson was the head baseball coach, just a legendary baseball coach, mm-hmm. and uh, he was he was coaching third base, and that's that's where our dugout was, and he's uh, he's got a He's got a runner on first base and probably on third so he's going to do the triple option kind of deal that he was real fond of of doing so he so he makes the you know he makes the you know he's over there giving all the signs and the pitcher hadn't even towed the rubber yet and uh kid from first just breaks towards second and pitcher just steps back and throws and gets the guy out and um you know that was end of the inning right there blew a chances and so Ronnie a real shrill high voice, but he's he started calling uh, uh my fault, son, my fault. That's poor coaching on my part. Poor coaching. I thought I'd never heard, you know, people, you know, just admit to that. Yeah, poor, poor coaching on my part. I should have never had you in the game to start with.
3: goodness! yeah.
2: So that was the first dealing with West Orange, and then you know, fast forward to when I went to work for him. But, yeah, he was a good guy, good coach.
1: Well, we were we, – at Harden Jefferson, we were playing West Orange one night in basketball. And uh, oh, uh, Doug uh, – McCarter. McCarter. Mm-hmm. And we were good up – We were up about 14 to nothing at Harden Jefferson uh, on West Orange at home, and they hadn't inbounded the ball yet. Doug calls a timeout, and he brings those kids over, and he is just sliding into them on the bench. And he's like, if I have to call another timeout, it's going to get every one of you – you know, out of this game, blah, 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 blah. Well, they go back out there, and the kid is trying to inbound the ball, inbound the ball. He still can't get it in. The kid calls a timeout, and Doug goes, great call. <laughs> <been> the <laughs> oh. There are five more of them out there. I mean, it was just in our locker rooms at halftime, we're side by side. Ah. And you're just sitting there, and he's just getting into these kids, and he goes to throw a clipboard into the into the locker for, you know, point of emphasis. And you just hear it go. And one of our kids looked at our head coach and he's like, did he just hit somebody?
0: Oh, and we were like, oh, oh. you know,
1: uh, he was mad. He could have. But, uh, wow. you know, you know, it was it was that what's was the
0: fun. best you guys are in the lock. Well, sometimes I know football, uh-huh. you may be or may not be as far as in the locker rooms and basketball and stuff. But you've been around a lot of halftimes and pregames and some yes. of that stuff. What's. uh? What's some of the things that you've seen during that, anything that stands out as far as fiery speeches or, or annex as far as, I know one time I was at I was at Crosby and I had read, I may have said this before too. You have to just edit out what I have said before. It's, I'm used to that. Yeah, you should be. Uh, what I had read that the sound of breaking glass is something that really gets you going and stuff. Uh, did I say this before? That's It's great, go ahead. Yeah. Say it again, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all right. Uh, So I had a I had a deal, and I give this Mm -hmm. big speech and stuff. We're fixing to run out, and I take this glass and I throw it down to the ground and stuff. I don't. was young, didn't think through. Th- I mean, glass shards go everywhere. And it's like, I thought we were going to lose some of our players from digging out glass <laughs> yeah. out of their yeah. eyes. It was, that was a really bad tonight idea. Tonight at six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coach blind seven on the so offensive side. Yeah, in case you're wondering, is this the same guy that was on tonight at six two weeks ago <laughs> for something yeah. else? Ba-
1: basketball again, Horton Jefferson. We're sitting at halftime one time at, at Evadel, and and the head coach comes in and doesn't say a word. It's complete silence for the entire halftime. And the horn sounds, and he goes, "You guys can either come out and decide to play, or I can sit on the bench and talk to Doc for the rest of the Hell game. Y'all yeah. figure out what's going on." That's awesome. And he walks out, and they proceeded to come out. I don't know if the team—it was a tournament. I don't know if they scored in the second half. You know, and football-wise, we're playing. We're playing over at Westfield back. You know, back when I was at Sterling, and it's. It's a bunch to nothing. I mean, it's you know they they had the kids. Y'all didn't we have a then, bunch. We didn't have, we didn't have one. I mean, you know. <laughs> you know so, but we uh, they get run What, in the what was crazy game. that year was that was the hurricane like uh, Rita, Katrina, all of those seasons. So we had a we had a, we had an implant uh, or transfer from Katrina that was he was he was by far our uh. best player. But Port author, and Westbrook weren't able to play. So the district decided that they were going to take and divide it up, and we were going to play every five days to get the season done. Mm -hmm. So we played spring high at 4 o'clock on a Monday at Stallworth, followed by Lee versus Westfield at 7 on a Monday night. Wow. And and I thought it was just because it was it was a Monday night at four o'clock. But you know, uh, Spring shows up in shorts. Their coaching staff is wearing shorts. I didn't realize that was a thing.
0: It is a be. thing, oh,
1: right? Surely it, it is. It Shout out Jeff City Matthews rocking them out in Viper. So Matthews. So woo, <laughs> <so they,
3: laughs> that's for you, uh, brother. <laughs> so they show up
1: in their shorts and we proceed to win. I mean, I don't know how, but we we were down two touchdowns with about two minutes to go, and we come back, won the thing. And then Westfield handles Lee. Uh, and then, then they decide, oh, wait, it's not fair. Westbrook and import author need to play. These games shouldn't count. We're going to redraw everything, and we're scheduled to play Westfield the next week. So, Corby calls Herb and says, hey, you know, we're going to beat you. I mean, it, it's a given. And, and the district only gives us 27 points or whatever the tiebreaker may be. So, once we get up 27 to nothing, why don't we just punt the ball back and forth for the rest of the game? Punt it, fair catch it. Punt it, fair catch it. That probably be one Pun of the it, most fun games to watch wow. So we thought, this is a pretty good idea because we're only going to get beat 27 to nothing. Well, that's not what happened. So it's 50 to nothing at halftime. <laughs> and they come up, the officials come up to to her menu at at halftime and said, you know, Coach, you know, do you care if we run the clock in the second half? And he goes if this would have been an option when we started we could have been halfway (laughs) home by now (laughs) you know so you know it's just little you know things like that that you know you know trying to get kids inspired if kids aren't inspired when they show up breaking glass not not going to do it but that that same katrina kid though uh the coach just retired so I, i can i won't mention his name but uh you know just like every other coach in america the Calls a timeout and they start yelling water like we're not paying attention, right? So I mean it's the one thing we're there to do, but I mean water, you know. You know and we're already, is that, you don't appreciate that we're already twelve foot by yeah. you, you know. And you're yeah. already yelling, you're turned around, we're behind you, you're still yelling it. So, gotta, get, gotta get faster. Yeah. So it's like coaching kickers. All yeah,
0: yeah. we know to do is hey, keep your head down. You lifted yeah, your head that's up. Right. That's all. we that's so that's right. Right. Training to do. training That's all we know.
1: Water. So, so we're out there. We're giving <laughs> them water. Make sure it's
3: open the top. It's, like it's a <laughs> defensive timeout,
1: and we you know it, everything's done. Timeouts over. Kids are about to go sprint back on the field. And we're walking off, and all of a sudden the D.C. was like, water, I need water. And I'm like, what the heck are, Chad, what do we need? So I go out there, and this kid from Katrina is laying on the ground, from New Orleans, laying on the ground holding his eye. And I'm like, what the heck happened? Well, Chad happened to dip. So as he's getting into this kid, happened to spit some Copenhagen in this kid's eye. Oh, <laughs> so he's on
3: fire, the fire on the ground, oh, just burning, no. trying to get this stuff wild? out.
1: So... Uh, you know, so we took our best player, the best shot we had at winning a game, and blinded him in a in a <laughs> crucial fourth down uh, stand. But uh, yeah,
0: for those that do not know about Copenhagen you would much rather just go ahead and pour Tabasco in your eyeball directly than Copenhagen so that
1: was that was then whenever the head coach realized it was there it was like oh guys we can't be dipping on the sideline yeah. this we guy just got this there from now. the college level yeah. yeah he came down Heck for with us.
0: cancer we got this deal but, yeah. but st- a good time that, to that, insert but you uh, still you still dip though coach Flan. I mean like why what? would you not <laughs> well I mean uh, like, I know, well, I, now they have we're all wearing masks and stuff, so that's the non issue. Yeah, and they all have the eye visors that's on the helmets that's and why. stuff. It has, it has nothing so. to do with that. It has, that has nothing yeah, to do with twice that. in my life both involved <laughs> hunting. <laughs> which it's better than drinking. It's hunting, your weakest moment with a gun. It is, okay, let's, let's roll so you're it. deer hunting, so you need something to do. Let me Somebody's dip got, so I can pass out. Hey, let me have some of that so I got something to do. And then immediately, forget the world it. starts turning. I want to throw up. And I think, why in the world would anybody do this? That's my only two times. Did. And yet, you still tried it again after the first time where you felt like. Mean, I got better. I, got, I was addicted after the first time. <laughs> Easily hooked. I have an addictive personality. It was clearly, clearly.
1: You know, for me, going from a small school to big schools where you have everything. Maud? It seems like, no, I wasn't at Maud. I mean, going from War City where you're, you know, you're. How duck, small is Maud? Maud is tiny. I mean, it's. it's. Did you graduate from there? No, I graduated from War City. Uh, Maud, oh, we were just there on the scrimmage. It. Yeah, We had 800 people in War City when I was there. So it's, you know, metropolitan. Totally. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, man. But, but going, from, going from, you know, doing athletic training with coat hangers and duct tape. You know, to having these kids coming out now that Whoa. have everything, right? I wait, mean,
0: wait, rewind real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt, but coat hangers well, and I mean, duct tape? Yeah,
1: I mean, you got to be MacGyver at small schools. I mean, you I know, mean, have and you no ever doubt. done
0: anything like that? Improvising I, like I, that?
1: I improvised one night at a HISD school. I got called and said, hey, we got a kid for you to look at. Can you come by? And, and I'd been doing CPR, teaching CPR at, at East Chambers all day. So my truck was full of mannequins and all this good stuff. Make like, sure I'll swing by coach. Well, I get over there and. You know, he said, hey, can you look at this kid? I'm like, yeah, you know, we're looking at him. He's like, yeah, his, you know, his knee, he'll be fine, you know, whatever. And this other kid goes, I sprained my ankle like the first snap of, of practice. And uh, and I said, all right, let me take a look at you. Well, the kid had a fibula fracture. I mean, it's kind of it, a big deal. Yeah, kind of a big deal. But I mean, he, so all we had in the truck was duct tape and you know they had no supplies on campus yet it was like the first day of practice and uh so hsd they they get everything from the stadium and they hadn't picked it up yet to, to start and so Probably it was a, a wet box of power like a wet cardboard box so we splinted the kid with some a wet cardboard box and some duct tape out of the truck and i look at one of the coaches i said hey can you go get me an office chair so we can get him to the parking lot you know so his dad can pick him up well, he brings me one and and if i asked you for an office chair what would you bring me
0: i would bring one that does not roll well
1: that's what he did yeah so, um, yeah. so uh so it may have been you yeah yeah i was like positive. i looked at him i said why would we lift the weight of the chair <laughs> yeah. too and uh and he was like we don't have any that have wheels yeah. so i was like all right we're just gonna have to carry him then but uh but uh you know terry I, you know it, it it's it's grown over the years and 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 looking at you know, the profession, as we talked earlier, you know, coaches understanding what we do, but also, you know, going from the equipment guy that happens to be the injury coach who later became the the trainer, to now every athletic trainer will be offended if you don't say the word athletic trainer, right? I've noticed that. You know, so, you know, know, I think that's key. I mean, for, for to see that growth, but, you know, we often talk, you know, in in our group and looking around of, if, if, if some of the people that are coming out of school today Work the hours that Terry did back, and you know, mm. at French High School or at, at Galveston Ball mm, or at yeah. Alvin High School or whatever back in the seventies, you know, and everything, and you know, I don't know. They wouldn't how be it, doing it. They wouldn't be doing it. No. And I don't know There's how no many of them would no. stripe a field. I don't know how many of them think that that laundry would be assigned to them. I, and, now and they do, won't teach a class. You know, right? right? I mean, <laughs> all are doing exactly. it way more. Yeah. Than yeah. That. We all did that. I mean, and and you know, that was another the the fog bowl back to the fog bowl yeah. was. We striped the field that night. Our O line coach always did it, and his he was gone that day with his with his daughter. You know, had a had a doctor's appointment. So Pat's out there striping the field, and I said, Pat, why do the goal lines have orange and white painted on the goal line? We're playing orange field. He was like, What's well, Halloween, Doc? Yeah. you know we got to decorate for halloween Fair. and i'm like but we're playing Orangefield, and you're painting the field orange
0: it's called home field advantage you're getting yeah, and then yeah. that
1: fog rolled in and the kid nobody can see it anyway came off the sideline you know my offensive you know line coach was doing
0: for that game he was in the emergency room yes, he with was. a heart attack Yeah, i and, heard that uh, tom brando really Ooh. i told you you don't listen to the podcast no <laughs> it was on there I just edit them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they almost pulled it up.
0: Yeah, we were probably robbed. I got to go back and watch that film. If I can find a VCR that works. So the other day, I had some film that I wanted to watch. It was on a film. A what that works? A VCR. It's a machine where you put a large disc in it and it plays. A disc? <laughs> a tape. What's uh, this technology you speak yeah. of? Anyway, found one in our, our film room and uh, put an old VCR tape in it and It ate it. It was a troop tape. <laughs> it was a good one, too. Ate it. And so,
1: did you ever? Did you ever trade film with with uh, uh, Lucky at Alto?
0: I did Wait not. Man, what's his name? Lucky Gamble. that's that uh, name's come up a few times. that's a, like some, the best name there's ever. Some, there's
1: some guys in that, that one, there's Rusty Nail. Rusty Nail, Nail Lucky Gamble. Gamble. Yep.
0: But, what a great name! You brought it up, man. I,
1: did y'all ever trade with with Alto or anybody that was from Lucky's Tree? Trade film. No. You would get the film, and it would be taped together. With athletic tape, like 27 different directions. So, by the time that you <laughs> took it all apart, it was like midnight on Saturday. By the time mm-hmm. that you could actually watch – the, I watched the absolutely. You know, but, you know, I think it was the year – because you, left, you left after that game, Troop, right? That was your last year at Troop? What year? Was that 98 year?
0: 99.
1: So, the year ARP was the, – the year that ARP was really good was your last no, year. Good.
0: The time I was, yeah, they were good.
1: So – we, they're running the score up on everybody that year. Every week, every week we would get film <laughs> at Elysian Fields from ever who was playing ARP. They would just send it to us because they'd run it up and they'd send us a tight copy and a wide copy. So we get ready to play them in like the state semifinals. And they were like, what film do you want to trade? And Chad was like, I'm good. I don't need to trade. Because he had 12 weeks worth of film on him, which oh. is not...
3: It wasn't not common culture. back then.
1: It's not then. protocol. It's not protocol. No, no it was actually no. you could only trade two weeks, yeah. and you dang sure wasn't supposed to share. Yeah, no, back but, then uh, sharing involved a drive. And but everything it showed else. up <laughs> every week. It come in the mail. It just show up at the field house, and we had stacks of it. Wow. And, uh, so they were like, "All right, we want this film and this film." So you know, of course, they got the the JV kid that was filming for us from you know Pluto. You Somebody. know, was the was the film the trade film? Oh, you know. yeah. So you know, but uh, but yeah, it was. It was neat, you know those those little things like that. Just you know.
0: I just want to take a quick second and tell you about this foot rub that I've been checking out. It's made by Level Up, but it's pretty legit. It's formulated for athletes, obviously, that need preventative care and aftercare relief. All foot rubs do that, right? Whether you're on the field, the street, the track, nurses, first responders, teachers, everybody that's on their feet all day or any of the day, you tend to have feet that hurt. Taking care of your feet can be challenging. You push your body to its limits. Or in my case, taking that extra run to the refrigerator to get that extra chocolate syrup for my ice cream. Don't judge. But Level Up Foot Rub is specifically formulated with 400 milligrams of full spectrum CBD to prevent the cracks, dryness, and fungal infections that can keep you off your feet. And we all know. don't want your dogs barking just ask my softball team they saw my feet one time and I haven't heard the end of it since so take care of your feet and this level up foot rub is the way to go through our special partnership with level up CBD the owners have agreed hey we're gonna give you all the biggest discount we've ever given for any of our products and here's how you do it use the discount code lounge L-O-U-N-G-E Lounge and you get 40% off Level Up Foot Rub 40% nearly half off all you do is type up Lounge and the discount code at checkout your feet will thank you for it later and we thank Level Up CBD for sponsoring this podcast what do you shave your arms I do I do I do I do do that you know why because when I was playing ball in college, oh, I would God. tape my you wrists played the up, tuba. You played the saxophone. played the trumpet, asshole. It was the trumpet. <laughs> and I got a scholarship for it. But when I played baseball at the same time, with I would tape out. up my wrist, And I hated doing that. And I was really jacked at the time. So you, it looked good. But over time, I lost the jack I lost the jack. It fell out of the trunk on the highway somewhere. But the feeling of it feeling dirty with hair on my arms stayed. And so now, if I feel. How high up do you shave? That's. Oh, all. Every, yeah. What do you mean, everything? You went beyond I'll your- go Manscaped. Shout out Manscaped. I'll Manscaped <laughs> up here. You know, I'll do all that. But I'll go razor style on the arms and on the on the old dome up top. And then you go chest. I go chest with the Manscaped. But, I, but are I mean, going I'm, I'm, if I'm going with this.
3: I'm going with raw. I'm
0: going raw. Gar- all right. Raw it's been garden. fun, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you got to keep it, man. You got to keep things clean. But if, if not, because if, if I'm looking like this and like. Look, you got. Look at those guys. They're young
3: guys. You got all Can
0: that shit. your arms? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> dad, right? Girl, hey, girls ain't trying to date Chewbacca, yeah. right? So, like, right there, you got your shirt open. You got all that taco meat hanging out, right? People like, the girls like People, that. Girls Love don't. It. Well, one well, does. Girls might, but women don't. About. That's the only thing. One woman does. No, well,. All That's I'm concerned why I'm saying because I, it was getting awkward whenever I grew it out around her. <laughs> so, not
1: funny coaching story. So,
3: I'll, I've not heard the story, but we're going to go back to the uh, yeah. the, the, the hair. The <laughs> we had
1: back when Under Armour was first a thing, and we got our shipped in. We had a, a certain head coach that, that I've mentioned a couple of times in, in Southeast Texas, and uh, Steve. Pat Fisher. Steve Pat Fisher. Steve, yeah. So, Pat. Uh, well, let me get back to Steve here in a second. Uh, I got another Steve story. I but, was uh, joking about the name. There's a Steve. no. It, there's a funny story about Steve. But David. <laughs> uh, so Pat shows up. The news is showing up to, to do the preseason. You know, here's everything going on with with the team and all this. So Pat's out on the field wearing Under Armour, tight. Fitting Under Armour, and we had long red long. Pat has the body yeah, for it. Pat has the body for it. All five seven of it. Picture the Monopoly Man,
0: <laughs> right? Great description. Love
1: Pat to death. i want to go back to this. Thanks, Pat, for interviewing me. This is uh, Jace Duke, not Lance, that you called me during my interview. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, or Ed that you introduced me at a Pepper Alley one time. But anyway, uh, so. <laughs> The news shows up, and they're interviewing him, and he's got on this tight-fitting Under Armour with his chest hair poking out of the top.
0: Heck, yeah.
1: And we don't hear the interview. We just see it. And I go home that night, and he, you know, news comes on, and we're sitting there watching it. And he says, we have worked hard. We're hoping that it comes to fruitation.
0: To what? To fruitation. He meant to say fruition. Wow. But he said to fruitation. To a word that does not even exist. exist.
1: So my phone rings and i look at it and it's todd moses and i said yep we've heard that name he thousand. said fruitation i'm just glad he didn't try to say maturation yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> so but we had a coach on our staff and and, and uh his name was alan de and he just was the bridge city uh ad the last couple yep. of years and uh and alan played for jeff at Viter. uh so i mean once again small circle right so so alan's uh Uh, A fresh or JV uh, football coach for us uh, taught at the junior high and would come up and coach freshmen or whatever. We're sitting there in preseason, and Pat was writing on his board that was hung about six inches too high again. And He's got all (laughs) these coaches' assignments on there, and he's got Allen written down that Allen's doing something, and he's got Steve.
0: There's a Steve. There is a Steve. (laughs)
1: And we're like, we're looking around, and we're like, all right, we got this guy, we got this guy. We're looking around the room. We're like, we have a coach that hadn't shown up yet? And we're like, and he finishes everything. We're like, well, Pat, who's, who's Steve? And he was like, Steve, Steve DeShazo. And he goes, my name is Robert <laughs> Allen DeShazo. But from then on. Not even close. Not even hey, close. Steve. But from there on, he was Steve for the next ever how many years he worked Sammy so, Swami, yeah, Samsonite.
3: Samsonite. Samsonite. Oh, oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a new start with an S, though. Just thinking Pat Fisher and the whole Monopoly Man thing. That's a, that's, which is still better than Kyle, his son. Did Kyle play for
1: y'all? Kyle was Kyle graduated the year before I got there. Uh, but he, he Pat was, had a better. Around, I mean, Pat had so, a better look than Kyle. So, so Kyle. I mean, Pat was Pat was a guy. He played DB at, at Nebraska, and his dad was the old line coach at Nebraska. So well, he's he's, he's Nebraska done. royalty. So the the funny Pat yep. story was he was a GA at Nebraska, and he was a defensive GA after he played. And Coach Osborne, Doctor Osborne, comes up to him after he's done, sets him in the offensive like GA the Tom down. Osborne. Heck, the Tom Osborne, who's his number one reference on his resume, by the way, uh, and sits down and says, "We have no no jobs, you know. Open your GA times are up. If a if a defensive job comes open, Pat, it's yours. If an offensive job comes up, it's the other guys." And passes. I'm I'm out of here. So he leaves. He goes to Weber State and he coaches linebackers at, at Weber State. The other guy stays. The other guy was Frank Solich.
0: <laughs> it worked out okay. For him. Who replaced mm.
1: Tom Osborne as the head coach at the <laughs> University of Nebraska? So Pat is Pat is a great football coach, and 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 you know, but he's just got some 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 funny some funny stories. And uh, we're we're playing at Livingston one year, and uh, our quarterback that we'd had the year before decided he wouldn't play quarterback. He would just wanted to play DB. So we put another kid in. He throws for like 400 yards against Lumberton. and then we go to Livingston to play. And uh, send four defensive guys out for the toss, and we tell them, "Hey, if we get the opportunity, we want to, we want to, we want to play defense first. Well, we win the toss.
0: Nice, you got the opportunity."
1: And they said, "We'll kick,"
0: <laughs> which is not the answer. Of course, you right? did.
1: <laughs> so the official goes, "Your choices are," and like repeats it, and all four defensive kids go, "We'll kick." Can yeah, we get it? And so he comes over to us and. He walks up and he's like, "Hey, uh, I don't know how who I should break this to, but y'all going to kick off both halves." <laughs> and uh, and I look at the receivers coach and I said, "This is my first year here. I don't I don't know Pat very well. Uh, Joel, you're up. You go tell him." So he walks across the field and he goes into the field house and all of a sudden the doors to the field house blow open and just stuff just starts flying out. I mean helmets, shoulder pads. I mean he's just. He's upset. Wow. Well, we, it gets better. So we come out to the field, and then we do the real. The we did the real coin toss ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the fake one that everybody mm-hmm. thinks hey, is real in the yeah. middle. Why is
0: that <laughs> sidebar? Why do they do that?
1: And that five minutes of prep. I guess okay. I don't know. So we we come back out on the sideline, and we're sitting there, and the PA guy goes, "Harden Jefferson has won the toss and <laughs> has elected the kick." He like laughs. Yeah. laughs. So, so Pat turns around, takes his clipboard, and just flings it into the bench the baseball coach his hat gets taken off because he's over there rubbing up the balls trying to get them ready (laughs) takes his hat off and then we go out first play that we're on offense we don't block a gap for some reason linebacker hits the quarterback in the leg breaks his leg so kid that didn't want to play quarterback Gets back in there, and he's also the starting one of the starting corners. Oh, so he's going both ways, and and hadn't you know it's the second week of the season. He's nowhere conditioned to do this yet. And I go up to him, and I'm like, Pat, you know, this kid's about to die. You know, we <laughs> got to get him some a break somewhere. And he's like, Nah, he's a, he said he'd re, he said we could kick off. You know, that's his punishment. He's just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> you know, so I mean, he just made this kid play both ways right off the bat, and just uh it was. It was it was a fun fun experience. how did it over there. it go?
0: What was the end result? Do you remember? I can't
1: remember what we did that night. I, I mean, I know that we didn't make the playoffs that year. We made it the last year I was there. We didn't the first. That was the first year we made the playoffs. The last year I was at Horton Jefferson. So, but, how
0: many years did you coach before you started becoming a trainer? So,
1: I started in high, in high after I graduated high school. I got a job working at Orr City uh, and just you know as a as an instructional aide. I guess the best way to put it. And uh, coached junior high of football. Uh, varsity football and you know, jv varsity because we like I said earlier we had six coaches uh assistant basketball assistant baseball the same thing just wanted to do as much as i could do to try to figure yeah. this out at the same time i was going to college to get my degree in athletic training and uh and then you know when i was in college i coached college softball uh and uh it was me and the head coach uh where had east texas baptist know, like the that. guy i worked for there his name's mike reed he's a ut tyler now runs a tremendous program uh yeah. ut tyler and uh I, I keep telling him I'm still the best assistant he ever had, but he doesn't. He doesn't always agree with me. But, <laughs> doesn't, uh, matter. doesn't matter. But no. And then after that, you know, I, you know, I got out and just started focusing on on athletic training. But I, I coach pitchers uh, at Harden jefferson uh, softball still uh, when I was there. How uh, I, that,
0: that is something that I'm not even going to get started. Now, I mean, it was somebody, it I was a spring, pitchers. right?
1: I mean, you could coach, you could coach pitchers. No, I'm yeah, talking about I
0: don't know how to coach pitching and softball. I'm still trying. to
1: hey, do you do know. it like this. You go, hey, that a kid, that a kid, and then you walk bring up, up bring then up. you walk up to home plate like you're making a change, and you, you say, hey, hey, blue, uh, can you draw me a map to your zone? So it looks like you're it looks like you're making a change, and you're actually you know. Uh, You're I, was, I was probably the simple. only athletic trainer at the time that was threatened to have to go to Austin, you know, for, uh, you know, to get <laughs> ejected, enough, you know, enough. but, uh, for
0: asking a question. Asking us that, straight questions. Just, like, hey, can you draw me a map? security on yeah. their part. So, if you ask me. But,
1: but no, I'd like say it's just, you know, I've always, always loved athletics. And, you know, as a kid, I, I played. I wasn't very good, but we had a, a field across from our house that they practiced soccer on. And I went over that. I, remember, I was probably five or six years old. And uh, that's what the kids that were playing were were five or six, and a, a guy that coached them worked for my dad. And uh, dad told me later that uh, you know this guy came up to him at work on Monday and he said, you know, we're out there trying to explain these drills to these kids, and Jace could get it. They couldn't understand it, and he's just sitting there watching it. He walks out in the middle of the field and starts explaining it to them, and he could translate from you know from coach to the kid, and and it just fit. I mean, that's what we do now too, right? I mean, we translate between that's the kids. That's what kid I am for coach. him. And Translator.
3: Uh, yeah,
0: and, and, he'll say you got to do this, you got to pivot, you got to. And I go, hey man, you got to move your feet. Nobody understands it. And he speaks another language, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of the that liaise on that bridge. Yeah, you know, It, take, it takes somebody, right? You got to explain it. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't make sure they understand. I think it's important that we show the the that <laughs> that there is another side to the coaching staff, which is the yes. training staff, and that it is a pivotal part of the big picture because I don't think it gets enough credit, and I think that. When it is acknowledged, a lot of times it's kind of an afterthought. And so I think it is cool that we got the chance and and kudos to Flan for, for hooking you guys up with us because it is important because without you guys, there is no football team and it is a big deal. Like you said it best, you know, like I tell all my softball girls, you know, say what you want about me, but you will never be able to say that I don't care about you as a person first. And I feel like any true coach, that should be their objective. If not, they need to reevaluate some things. And part of that, a lot of that is you guys. So that's awesome that we get to get another pivotal piece of the coaching puzzle, which you guys are coaches just uh, with just a different hat on, you know? And, and, and as far as I'm concerned, because I mean, it wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you guys. So that's awesome that we get another perspective of, it may not be a direct coach, but it is is you're a coach. Well, in, in Jason's case, it was a direct. A yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, Cause he was coaching. Yeah. So and, I mean, but Terry's done all kind of stuff too. So yeah, I mean exactly what you said. Actually, they do what you said you did about making everybody else's job easier and helping out and all that it's stuff. Fair, they actually fair. do it.
1: Well, we appreciate y'all. Like I say, taking time to, to invite us, and you know, like I say, y'all do a great job of, of these are these are the things that make this profession, you know, cool. You it know, is. to me and, and getting getting to see and, 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 and listen to it every week and, and that kind of stuff. And you know, I'll, I'll put in the I'll put the podcast on, put my earbuds in, and my wife will be like, What are you laughing at? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah. you Man, know it's awesome, it's, it's these stories and you know, and she was she was Dick Olin's athletic trainer at Baytown Lee. So oh, no, you know those God those those, those stories and, and that, I mean everything that, that I mean, what's funny is everything that everybody says is is stuff that's truly happened. I mean the yeah. the West Orange was, Astronaut was, story and <laughs> that comes up
0: time after time after that in the FBI story from from Massey, and then we were doing the podcast, and the coach that it actually happened to, yeah, Jim Phillips, he yeah. gave us his his take on it. It's just it's it's just been fun. It's been really cool. It's been a lot of fun. Well, thank you guys for coming back. Let's do this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Appreciate, Appreciate you Yeah. Even though he made fun Thanks of me for, for saying, balance. I'm going to say it again. Promise us you'll come back and we'll do this again some other time. <laughs> yeah, anytime. All right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you. All right. Thank you.